Apparently, I have a new entry for my Diary of a Working Boy. Diary of a Working Boy? Yes. Okay, what is that? Do you remember a little book called A Confederacy of Dunces? Of course, yes. He had the Diary of a Working Boy, and I have oh, that too. Oh, that's Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a diary, the diary of a wimpy kid, but that was a, that's a children's book. Yeah, yeah we diary of a wimpy kid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I broke down some boxes for you, yes. and I noticed there was one on the side of your table. Yeah. Or close to it. Yeah. It's actually more near where the um, vacuum is, I think. But I wasn't sure if you wanted oh, no, that. The vacuum's not there. The vacuum is um, close to the dining table. That's what I just said. That's why I said it's closer to the, the vacuum. Oh, that one, yeah. You, okay. can, you can let me finish sometimes. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, but you said to break up the ones that were near the couch, so those are the yes, ones that I that's disposed fine. of. That's totally fine. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to get everything, then maybe I should have clarified it. Yes. Um, but but if you got the ones by the couch, that's fine. Nice. That's totally cool. Most of the ones. There's one that still had stuff in it. Yeah. Yes. But there's probably a reason why I have it there. I don't know. I'm assuming so. Yeah. I, I can't see into your mind, babes. Okay. Yes. I wasn't expecting you to, but... Oh, good. So that's what I was doing when you were in the shower. I appreciate that. Oh, no worries, babes. Yeah. And I was watching YouTube videos. Nice. Yes. Diary of a Working Boy. I forgot that. The book has so many great little things in it that it's easy to forget some of them. Well, he has, like... Uh, I think he has, like, pictures, right, in there? It's been a while since I've, I've only read the book once. No, he's writing about his life, I think, in general. Yeah. Uh, but mostly focus on the kid, and he has the stories about his dog Rex in there. Yeah, because he just went downhill after his dog died. Mm -hmm. When he was 10. Right. Yes. When he was 10, yeah. Yes. Diary of a working boy. Did um, you just say diary of a working boy? Diary of a working okay. boy. Okay. Diary of a working boy. Of working oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What are you doing, babes? Oh, I just put some cream on. Nice. What kind? It's just uh, anti-itch cream. Okay. Because sometimes, because uh, I've got some, I got a little bit of skin issues. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Yes, yes. It's not as bad as some other people have it. Like some people have like um, psoriatic, psoriatic, uh, dermatitis or, you know, the beginnings of psoriasis and I don't have that. Mm. I have like mild, uh, eczema and nice. I don't like that. Okay. But I've always, I think I started having that problem really having it uh, since I was 13. Nice. And I don't know how that happened, but it must be genetic because there's a lot of people in my family that have eczema. Well, eczema is pretty know? common in general. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't and like it a lot of it is based on our American diet. It is. Yes. And and a lot of people are talking about gut health, and now we're learning more about the gut and what microbiome is, and that um, if we increase our micro microbiome, the microbes um, will help with um, <clears throat> cleaning up that bad bacteria in our gut, mm -hmm. <clears throat> as my mom has talked about. And... Uh, and so, you know, like eating, eating fermented things could help with that. Yes. Like kombucha, yeah. like drinking kombucha or eating sourdough. I've been drinking a lot more kefir recently. How has it been working for you? I've been enjoying it. 
Oh, good. Yeah. I need to drink more of it because that actually could help with gut. I heard that it's really good for people with diabetes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And because it's a fermented uh, yogurt drink, mm -hmm. it, it really, to me, it tastes like uh, drinking yogurt from a bottle. Yeah, I get that. It's good. It's they sell it at Fred Meyers. Yeah. Um, where I got it from was um, from Amazon Fresh, yeah. which I don't, I, I only used it once. But then sometimes I, I hear that Amazon Fresh, or was it Whole Foods? Whole Foods, yeah. So but I, Amazon owns Whole Foods. Amazon ho owns it. But I heard that Whole Foods sometimes are kind of hit and miss. Sometimes their products are really good depending on what you get. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're not. So that's why I don't, I've only used it once. That's fair. Yeah. But kefir is, I hear kefir is like one of those foods that uh, could drinks. be a, drinks, I'm sorry drinks that you can make and I heard it's pretty easy to make and it's good to have like a cup or two uh in the morning and in the evening nice yeah we could start making it potentially mm. yes with what uh I haven't made it before okay so but we could do some research if it's easy to make like you say then I'd be down to do it I heard it is I mean you 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 told me you thought you you read it that it was easy to make yeah so we'll see yeah yes might be good for our guts. Yes, and I might have to upgrade my phone soon because I've had it for two and a half years, which, you know, back in the day wasn't that long. But now with cell phones and technology. You know, it, it can change exactly. at a rapid pace. But it also does a lot more than older cell phones or phones in general. Right. And I was concerned because there's this trend in getting rid of things like micro SD cards. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that either. But the new Moto G Power has a micro SD card slot that can expand the memory up to a terabyte. And it comes with 256 uh, gigs of storage. Cool. It's a lot of storage. Nice. Yeah. Um, I also heard years ago that flip phones were making a comeback because even the Galaxy phones, they do have flip ones. Probably to some extent, because there are people who like that old style, but yeah. I don't think it's as big as people would like to make it out to be. I, yeah, I don't know. Some people, I mean, like the Galaxy, I think it's called the Galaxy Flip 4 or something, mm. or, um, it, to me, and I've heard, um, you know, I've heard uh, advertisements for those phones and some people like it, um, but it's nice to kind of be away from the to be away from the flip phone thing even though it's only been a few months mm -hmm. yeah you waited a long time to get i on. did i did i was very uh i was very very um resistant to it yeah Shall we say i was just like no no i don't want to change but uh any and, and you know that could change but so far i like it i mean i'm still you know, in some ways, I'm still kind of getting used to the touchscreen mm -hmm. because I'm so used to pressing numbers. Yeah. Well, now the elite wants to sell us on these foldable phones. Flip ones? No, foldable phones. Foldable phones? So you fold it in half and then you unfold it. So it's kind of like putting an iPod or an iPad in your pocket, but you fold it in half. Oh. And, but they have a lot of issues. Mm. Uh, they break down really easily from what I hear. Oh. They, they break down at the where you fold it. Oh. They overheat a lot. But it's they're trying to do that to distinguish themselves. And oh. if you read tech articles, you know, the powers that be in the tech industry are kind of pushing this idea of we need foldable phones. 
Yeah, I don't think they need to change it right away. No. Yeah. Yeah. The closest thing, well, I know Nokia's were not foldable, you know, because I used to have one. And I remember, I was, I remember we were talking about how Nokia's used to be really big in mm -hmm. the early 2000s. I do remember that. And I like my Nokia. And there was a, there was a thing where you could press the star and the pound key to lock your phone. Okay. So that you don't call anybody by accident. Interesting. Yeah. So. Nice. Kind of cool. Yes. But I liked it when it was there. Yeah. Very good, babes. Very good, bub. I got to think of these rich people who have foldable phones. Like, what's that like for them? Because, yes, it kind of looks cool, but I've heard the usability sucks. And I wondered that with rich people. How much stuff do they buy that on the outside seems great, but once mm -hmm. you actually use it, it doesn't live up to the hype? So, for example, yeah. I watch a lot of these luxury home tours. <laughs> Yeah, a and too much, yeah. then you think of the maintenance on places like these. Yeah. You know, how many people do you actually have to have living with you to live in a luxury home as far as cleaning goes, exactly. maintaining the property, that type of thing? Yeah, and if, you know, and, you know, if you didn't want to live by yourself, would you hire uh, people to be your servants, your maids? Well, you if you, you, let's say you want to live by yourself, yeah. right? But these luxury homes take so much maintenance. Yeah. Can you really do that? Probably not. Mm. You would have to have a quarters for the people who cooked and cleaned. Mm -hmm. and Because it would make more sense. I mean, why would you want to live in a huge house by yourself? Yeah. It would be too, it would be too daunting. Exactly. Um, well, I was thinking about the foldable phone comment you made, right? And even though flip phones are very old school now, they're a lot stronger than a foldable phone, it sounds like. That's the impression I get now. Yeah. Granted, I've never had a foldable phone. And they're like $1,400, I think. Whoa. I it may have that wrong. It's been a while since I checked into it. So the price has probably come down a bit. Yeah. But that's what it used to be. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem that effective to me. Mm. Now, I know some of them advertise it. They say that you can do two different things at once because one part of the phone, you could play games and the other part, you could answer emails. Wow. But to me, that seems like that would just be way too complicated. Yeah. Why can't I just make it in one, you know, on one phone that doesn't fold? Yeah. It, it would make more sense. I know someone, she's an older woman um, and she's got, she's still got two uh, flip phones and uh, an iPhone. And I said, why do you have two of them? I mean, because you're already using one. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, because, you know, if I was having problems, like if I didn't want to talk on this one, I could have, you know, these two other ones. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't work. <laughs> They're not working very well. So why would you have them? I used but, to be somebody know. with multiple telephone numbers. Yeah. Like I'd have my Google number. I'd have a home phone. And then I had my cell. Right. And around 2010, I decided I need to pare this down. So I got rid of my home phone mm -hmm. and I stopped giving people out my Google number, which I still have, but yeah. you have to know the number to call me there. Yeah. The last time I had a home phone number was in 2011. Mm -hmm. That was the last time. And, and now I just have a Google number and um, I have a Google number and I have my... Uh, my cell phone number, and the only reason why I would ha I had my Google number is because I had the iPad before the iPhone. So, and it's kind of fun yeah. because if you want to give somebody a number 
that you're not going to check, mm -hmm. you could just give them the Google one. That's true. I've done that, that is, before. That is true. So that's a good thing. I think. That is true. I could just say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you this number and yeah. just call it whenever. And, but, but you don't answer it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is a good. Yeah, because I barely ever give out my Google number now. Yeah. Now that I um now that I'm able to um, text and um, receive phone calls directly to my iPhone and I won't have to have any problems. You know, I, I barely use it now. That's good. But I just got it this year. Oh, last year. Yeah, last year there. J Wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about what we just had earlier. So yesterday, the plan was to make a chocolate tart. Yeah. And it ended out coming, it ended up rather, coming out more like a, a pie. Yeah, like a chocolate coconut, coconut pie. pie. Yep. And we had some for breakfast. It was really good. It was. They came out. I mean, we each had, uh, how many slices did you have last time? Was it two? I had one and a half because after the first one, I started with the one that I saved most of it for this morning. Right. And I didn't eat the second slice that I had. So mm -hmm. I had that this morning. It was good. It was good. Yeah. That ganache. I'm just in love with that ganache. Yes. I mean... Thank you, Adam Ragosia. Yes, for giving us the recipe. That and then when I was mixing up the coconut oil with the um, AP flour and almond flour, mm -hmm. I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out, but it just turned out into a really good crust. It did. The almond flour, and I'm thinking, I, I'm so glad that I bought it because I was like, uh, do we really need almond flour? Because I don't use almond flour. And, but. I'm glad that I changed my mind on that and I bought it because it really made a good crust and it wasn't too sweet. Yeah, it gave it a nice nutty taste. It was really good. It was. And the salt just just tasted really good in the in the crust. Yep. But that chocolate ganache, I mean, seriously, that could be a really good topping on a cake or another chocolate pie. And um, it was just smooth and silky. It was really good. And so easy to make, too. Yeah, and it wasn't, I mean, you could only like, you could just... Um, microwave the chocolate chips and um, chocolate chips and the coconut cream and it's only like maybe at least a minute mm -hmm. it's really good potentially yeah the next time we do it we can make two at a time mm -hmm. and you could keep one in the fridge so like after i go you have another one to last you through the week oh yeah yes. oh yeah my own pie own pie. pie put it in put it on two um separate cake uh things yep own pie I liked it a lot. It was really good. Yes. Yes, good. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I was thankful that your spring form pan was easier to clean this time. Mm -hmm. Because when we made that chocolate lava cake that one day, that was <laughs> that was hard to get off. But um, because the cake was literally caked onto the um, the parts. Yeah. Of the, the but thing. this time we thought ahead and we put down parchment paper. Yep. That was the best thing we did. Yeah, I love parchment paper. As I do you know. too. I love foil, but parchment paper is the best when you don't want something to stick. Mm -hmm. And that was good when we did the uh, pork tenderloin. Let's talk about the pork tenderloin, Bubs. Okay. So I made this pork tenderloin um, about a week or so ago. 
and I made this in my cooking class and it was so easy. It was really, really easy. I couldn't believe how easy it was. Yeah, it was so easy that it made Vanessa Del Rio look hard or look difficult. It was, let me repeat that. It was so easy. It made Vanessa Del Rio look difficult. Okay. Oh, okay. I got it. Uh, uh, it was so easy. Ask me how easy it was. How easy was it? It made Vanessa Del Rio look difficult. I just said that. Or you just said that. <laughs> I know. I wanted to up the joke. How easy was it? Uh, <laughs> anyway, that, that joke didn't fly very well. No. Um, but a uh, good attempt though. Thank you. Okay. So I was really, really excited because I, I made it in class. It turned out super good. It was really tender and juicy and flavorful because of the rosemary that was in it. And I said, okay, why don't we make it? So I didn't realize that the package had two pieces of tenderloin yes. in it. So I decided I'll give it to you. I'll wrap it in foil, put it in a Ziploc bag and give that one to you so you can do that. And I'm going to make it tonight. Yep. So Be Because, sorry to interrupt you, but you only had planned out for the one tenderloin. So yep. that's the ingredients we had and the measurements for only one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. So what I did was I had it on a clean tray. And I um, proceeded to take some olive oil. It doesn't matter what oil you use as long as you want to use it. Like you could even use canola oil, but I don't use canola oil. Mm -hmm. So I just used olive oil, oiled everything from the top to the sides to the bottom. And that's good because you want to have everything else that you, you top it off with to stick. Yeah. Then I move it to a baking tray with parchment paper on top of it our good friend parchment paper yep. save the day again and then i asked you to cut up some rosemary which is fresh rosemary from my teacher's garden um and i thought that was very nice of her to give me some rosemary and i said oh just chop up all of it you know just just chop as much as you want and then you ended up chopping the whole thing mm -hmm. and that was good so what i did was i covered it with kosher salt i um sprinkled the tops and the sides of the pork with the kosher, kosher salt and then I took the garlic powder and I sprinkled the top and the sides with the garlic powder and just rubbed those two things in and then I you sprinkled the rosemary and I just kind of um kind of sprinkled it throughout the or or um spread it throughout the pork and then we cooked it in the oven at 425 for 23 minutes nice and then we got out the frozen corn and you cooked that on the stove with butter and a little bit of salt and pepper. That turned out really good, by the way. Just want to let you know. Oh, thank you, babes. I mean, I told you before, but it was really good. Yeah. So the pork comes out. We decide to cool it. Actually, no, I think we took the pork out and then you made the corn. That's right. Yeah, we took the pork out. You made the corn. We made it. We let it cool out for a while, sliced into it after it was cool. And it was really, really good. What did you think? Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm excited, even though I don't have rosemary, to do a version of this tonight after I get home. And I'm sure that the basil will taste really good with yeah. the pork. I'm, it's not going to be the same, but... It'll be similar. It'll be similar. Because you're giving me basil, so... Yes. I will use it for this. Yes. Yes. I took a pic and posted it on Facebook. As of this morning, it only had one like. Really? Who? Yeah, from my aunt. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Same thing with the coconut pie. It was only her? Yeah, it was only her. Nobody wow. else liked the pictures. 
Not even with the corn, too? Uh, I didn't post the one with the corn because it didn't come out as good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But but the pork um, tenderloin came out and the coconut, the chocolate coconut tart. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm really surprised. I am, too. I thought that that was going to get a lot of likes. You know when I did, or we did the smoked uh, the brisket? brisket? Yeah. Like a month ago, that got no likes. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that turned out so good. And our coconut ice cream didn't get any likes either. Wow. It's weird. Maybe they just didn't look at the picture. That's possible, know. too. Yeah, but the coconut ice cream was good. Mm -hmm. It was really good. Yes. Um, the brisket was amazing. Oh. Yeah, it was. Yeah. However, sometimes people will, you know, talk about their bud and all the stuff they're putting in it, and <laughs> that'll get like a thousand likes. <laughs> Or the clothes they just bought from Neiman Marcus. Yes. Or uh, or Bloomingdale's. It's yes. like, who cares? <laughs> what about the thing I just made? Right. What, or, about, what about what we just worked on? Or people take food that they got from like McDonald's and that gets a thousand likes. Wow. And it, it's not like it's homemade. Not exactly. like you made the burger that uh, replicated uh, the burger at McDonald's. No. It was actually, you actually bought it. Though. Exactly. Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't either. Babes. Wow. I'm surprised. And you described it too. Yes, I did. What did you say about the pork tenderloin? I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something like pick of tonight's dinner, pork tenderloin topped with rosemary. Mm. But, so you know, good. One like though. That's something. Well, that's something. Usually we have a, a, a few likes, mm -hmm. right? Usually. Okay. Well, it, it could be that the the crew or crew. The crew. The people. The like crew. <laughs> And about that, no, the people who usually like our food were not on online at the time, I guess. I don't know. It's possible. They just missed it. Wow. But I don't know. Also, you know, Facebook likes to make sure that certain people's posts don't get seen. I'm not saying that they're doing that with me because mm. uh, quite honestly, I'm not that big on that platform. And it's just food. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's, you know, your opinion about something. Exactly. It's just food and they don't can't, they don't seem to cancel food. Yeah. <laughs> not, not yet, at least. Not yet, but you never know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is quickly making enemies. So Yeah, you know that whole thing? I can't remember if we talked about it here, but a couple months ago, he wanted to see an MMA fight, which uh -huh. I get. Okay. People like that it's stuff. It's not my jam, but I, I do think that there's something to MMA. Uh -huh. I just haven't... I just haven't gotten into it. That doesn't mean that it's good or bad. Right. And I do think that there's some benefits to MMA and all oh, that stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But instead of just going and buying fancy seats, he rented out the entire stadium. What? And it was just him and his family, yeah. Oh, I think you told me that. I think you told me that. I'm like, who would do that? That was crazy. That sounds very elitist to me. Yes. Like, I can only be here with my family, and nobody's allowed to watch this fight except for me and my family. Mm -hmm. That sounds very elitist. Well, it is. It is. Yeah, Bar Mark Zuckerberg is not making any friends. No. It's, he's just, like, slow, well, quickly, quickly alienating um, his Facebook patrons. I don't know about that. It's still a pretty popular service. I'm, okay, okay. Maybe I should maybe I should rephrase that. He maybe not 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 everybody is getting off of Facebook, but there are people that are that are deleting their Facebook accounts. There are some, but keep in mind he also owns Instagram and he started a new did service. He really? Yeah, he does. He bought it. Oh, wow. And there's a new service, I forget the name of it. I think it's called Threads, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. That he just started a couple of weeks ago that already has like a hundred million people on it. In the metaverse. 
something like that. Now, again, a lot of those are probably people who are on Instagram because apparently you could get your account transferred over. Oh. So who knows how many people are using it on a daily basis. Who owned Instagram, though? I don't know. I think some people just started it and he bought oh, it from them. Wow. Yeah. So there's still a lot of people who use this stuff. Yeah, that's true. I just, I don't know. Some people like that stuff, I guess. I guess so. Very lonely teenagers like it. Well, there's a lot of Instagram in influencers who are a little bit older, too. True. I, You know, sometimes I wonder about that because there are some influencers that are very successful. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because they know who to talk to. But there are some teenagers and 20-somethings who are like, I want to be an influencer for the rest of my life. And they don't realize that that may not happen. Yeah, I it's kind of cool to see like a 19 year old girl do a makeup tutorial. I don't know how many people are going to look at it when she's like 70. I know. And doing the same thing. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're old and washed up and we don't want you, we don't want to see you putting makeup on. We've seen that before. We've seen it before. It's like another teenage girl with a makeup video. It's really all the same. I don't know how much of this is true. Yeah. But I went to a we've talked about this recently but i don't think i told this part of the story okay we went i went to a open mic in boulder uh -huh. at this cafe and it was pretty popular but of course now my name oh the laughing goat yeah uh -huh. yeah you told me at the laughing goat kind yes of, yeah. and the guy who was hosting the open mic was kind of weird and then i heard later that he had banned other people from the open mic so i didn't feel too bad about oh, it. oh really yeah because he was upset with me because of how i enunciated things because instead of just reading a poem yeah. that was monotone i went up and down because i was trying to act it out and give a little bit more emotion to keep people engaged i like that actually i don't like well even when somebody reads a book in their monotone mm -hmm. i don't like monotone reading exactly i can't it just isn't it doesn't engage me. It isn't fun. It just sounds really like they're bored to death. Yeah. And it, yeah. and maybe that's great if you want to appeal to one or two poets in the room and keep in your little small crowd. But if you actually want to reach people beyond your friends, it's best to give them something that'll surprise them a little bit. But anyways. Yeah. Point of story is he goes on stage and says something about how he met a couple who is traveling across the country and they made $300,000 a year as poets on Instagram. Uh -huh. Now, I don't know if that couple was lying to him or not, but it always struck me as interesting. Wow. Yeah. That story, though, does sound kind of false, though. This was probably in 2017 that I heard this. When did Instagram really start uh, booming? I don't know. I'm guessing like 2014. Wow. But I could be wrong with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That sounds odd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't and, like any of these type people. And then there are people that are like web content creators mm -hmm. that can be kind of different. Like you don't know what kind of web, com web content. Some are like sexual web content creators, um, things of that sort. So it's kind of, it's kind of strange. Well, there's that a world. lot of ways, apparently, to make money on the internet. You yeah. know what I don't like, babes? What? Whenever you watch YouTube videos and they mm -hmm. say, there's so many ways out there now that you can make money, mm -hmm. and they list them, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, it's stuff that we can't do as blind people. So yeah. 
we can't do Uber. No. We can't do Instacart, meaning drive for their services. No, no. Um, it's difficult to get. Uh, there's a service out there where it'll let you run errands for people. Yeah, but it's, dif- can't it's do difficult that, yeah. to do that as a blind person because it might require you going somewhere, and you might be able to use public transportation. Mm-hmm. However, that could interfere with when this thing needs to be done if it's on a time limit. Yeah. Um. There was this uh, girl on the chat line that I um that I go on occasionally now, and uh, she hasn't been on there in a while of <clears throat> for a while actually, but a few years ago she's like, yeah, I wondered if there could be a job for blind people for being like pol- pizza delivery drivers, except um they would be escorted to the person's house, and I'm like, well. The, but I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, the idea of being a pizza delivery driver is that you're actually delivering it to them in your car. Exactly. From your car. You're actually going to the house. You're either putting it um, on their porch or outside of their apartment from, and then you're coming, you're coming from your car. You're not having someone bring you there and. It would be kind of redundant to have an extra person in the car. Exactly. It wouldn't make any sense. Did I tell you that I went down an ice machine rabbit hole early this last week? So like on Monday or maybe even Sunday night? Mm -hmm. No, no. Okay. So this lady interviews people about how to make money in unusual fields. Mm -hmm. And she talked to some people who owned ice machine businesses in Mm -hmm. the South. Mm -hmm. Because I guess you could do it anywhere, but it's hotter there. Yeah, it is. So... I may have it wrong, but she was breaking down the math, and I don't remember all the specific details, but she was saying something that a good ice machine will make you something like thirty to $75,000 a year in profits. Mm. But the catch is you have to fill all this stuff up. And if you're a blind person, because I was thinking about it for a minute, and then I watched some things on vending machines mm-hmm. and how vending machines – They don't make a lot of profit. It's only around $400 a month, but the price of entry isn't that high. It's like $5,000 and all that stuff. I have have a friend that was in the vending machine business at one time. Oh, interesting. So I was thinking, oh, that might be an interesting side hustle. But then the reality came in, well, how would you fill up a vending machine? Because... You'd have to get the supplies there to the vending machine, right? Mm. So a sighted person can load up a car and go to where their machines are at. But a blind person would need assistance on that, which would cut into the profits, Mm. right? So unless you could buy a whole bunch at once and guarantee locations, it wouldn't really make sense. And at that point, your price of entry becomes a lot higher. Mm. So here's a um, a funny thing I was thinking about. There was, um, I know... I always talk about friends, but this is a funny, this is a funny part of the movie. There are things I talk about a lot too. Okay. Well, this is really funny because, um, because it had to do with, uh, I think Monica and Ross were visiting their parents and, um, Mrs. Geller was like, well, you know, uh, your dad, your dad tried to sell ice on the internet (laughs) and she, and and he was saying something and she's like, it's stupid, Jack. It was stupid. (laughs) And this is back in the nineties where... (laughs) You you probably it probably wouldn't work if you um tried to sell ice on the internet. No, you remember that second episode of Mary Tyler Moore yeah. where Phyllis comes in and she's like, "It turns out I don't need that ice you gave me, and it was already melted." Yes, that was great. <laughs> but yeah. it kind of the gig economy. 
leaves a lot of disabled people out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so it becomes frustrating when you see these videos, how to make $10,000 in a week. And you Mm -hmm. realize if you're an able-bodied person. Well, and and there are some tech things, of course, that blind people can do, like being IT people. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's cut out for that, though. And I know, I know, but that's what I was trying to say. IT people or um, a an adaptive device specialist or uh, an accessibility a web accessibility tester, right? That's all all well and good, but that requires a person to sit alone in an office sometimes. Yeah, and not interact with people. And some people just like to be out in the community. It's so crazy that if you're a sighted person. And you want to, an able-bodied person, let me rephrase that. Okay. And you want to be out in the community running a vending machine business, society will probably support you in that. But if you're a blind person, that becomes a pipe dream. Yeah, I don't know how my friend did it, but he got into the vending machine thing for a while. I would imagine, I don't, well, I don't think he's in it anymore, but... I never asked him details about how that worked. Yeah, so... at the time, he was living in Minnesota. There are two exceptions I can think of, right? Mm -hmm. There's if you scale up, but then again, like I was saying earlier, you need a lot more money to start. But there's also... I know somebody's part of the BEP program. Yep. They will sometimes give that person locations that just have vending machines. Mm -hmm. And you'll get, but in a way that's kind of like scaling up too. Uh You'll get somebody who will drive like a golf cart around an airbase, for example, and you load everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So was your friend part of BEP? You know, I don't know. I didn't ask. Um, That's a good question. If, uh, if, and um, whenever I get a chance to contact him, because he was supposed to text me back actually. Yeah. And I reached out to him. Uh, it might've been like last month I, I reached out to him and he didn't get back to me cause I was, I was giving him a, I, I emailed him a birthday greeting and he said he was going to text me back, but he never did. So, um, I never did ask him about that. It might've been a BEP thing. You know what I'm thinking of babes? That, that would be a great concept for a regular podcast uh-huh. is disabled side hustles. So somebody in the disabled com- disability community interviews other people who are entrepreneurs in this world about how they became successful and about what side hustles they have. I don't and know how if they I call. Do I don't know if you call it side hustles. What do you mean? It just sounds kind of I don't know sketchy. Well, yeah, and it is weird that like a able-bodied person could have vending machines as a side hustle. Yeah. But it seems like a disabled person that would be their full-time gig. Right. It would. I mean. And there are people that are have developmental disabilities mm-hmm. that um, that do things like that, like whether it's vending machines or whether it's working with animals or like you know like cleaning cleaning cages, okay, cleaning animal cages or working at a grocery store um, because you do have some of them working at grocery stores. Um, so I think it, that would be kind of interesting. I remember, babes, I was in third grade. Yeah. And it was one of those classes where it was third, fourth, and fifth. Uh This is the class where we did the sex ed in third grade. Wow. that's. And one of the fifth grade students came in one day and told everybody he had a job and he got paid like $20 an hour. And this was 
Like, not only is he in fifth grade, but for some context, probably 1991 or 92. Wow. So, in retrospect, he was probably lying, I'm assuming. Yeah, $20, I mean, that's... Usually when you're, like, in fifth grade, you would at least get $5 for whatever you're doing. But I believe the teacher had him speak to the class about his job. Wow. What was he doing? It was something with machines in, in like, stores. So huh. I could have it wrong, but let's take maybe Safeway or Fred Myers. Uh, he was helping with the servicing of the machines, which doesn't sound right. No. So I don't know. Maybe his parents owned a Fred Myers or something. $20 an hour at 11, 10? No, I could be remembering this wrong, but it was something very close to that. Wow. Yes. That's interesting. I mm -hmm. mean, the most you hear about a fifth grader doing is mowing a person's lawn. Well, I'll tell you and this. Get, you know. I have a buddy yeah. whose nephew is around 12 years old. Huh? And he says that the nephew gets $250 a week in allowance. Wow. And my buddy said he thought that was high, yeah. but he goes out to visit his sister and see what their son does. And he says... He really puts in a lot of work. So I guess they own some real estate, but they yeah. also do farm stuff. And the kid is in charge of like the chicken coops, but yeah. he also helps with the financial books for the rest of the real estate stuff. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. For but, a young kid like that. Well, and then him and I were commiserating about how hard it would be for us to get a gig like that back uh -huh. then. But think of it. If you're like 12 and you make $250 a week. Yeah. I don't know this, probably under the table, who knows. Even if you only invested half of that, yeah, that's still $500 a month. So that's like $6,000 a year, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You could start a Roth IRA um, and maybe not max it out completely, but put a little bit each month into that and also invest in the mutual funds. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how that works. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for that. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know um, money lingo. Uh, my mom would know that. So I don't yeah. So basically a Roth IRA is, I'm going to give you the dumbed down version of it. Yeah. It's like a mutual fund that you invest in for your retirement. Uh -huh. And as far as I know, you can start investing in your Roth IRA at any age as long as you have a job. Wow. So let's say you're 12, like my friend's nephew is. Yeah. You start investing in it. Now, there's limits to how much you can invest each year. Mm -hmm. So with like a regular IRA, I back in the day, I think it was you could have $250,000 in your IRA mm -hmm. by the time you retired. Wow. And if you had any more, you'd be taxed at a lower rate, but you'd still be taxed. But if you only had two hundred fifty grand in it, by the end of it, you'd have that money tax-free. Mm -hmm. Now, with the Roth IRA, though, and again, I might have this completely wrong, it's limited to how much money you invest into this fund each year. So I think last year it was like $6,000. Wow. And some years it's less, some years it's more. And if you invest a little bit more, you're taxed at a rate of 6% when you take the money out. So let's say you start at 12 you can't take anything out until you're 59 uh, because if you do, you, you can, but you'll be taxed on it, right? Um, and they're probably at some point going to raise that between now and 
you know, when this kid gets old enough to retire, but let's say 70, right? He can invest a max amount each year where he won't be taxed on. And let's just call it $5,000, right? Mm -hmm. And that $5,000 is invested in a couple of different things. I, I don't know all the financials, but it can get interest. The money can grow over time. Uh, so it's not just like you put $5,000 in each year and then at the end of it, you have like 400 grand. It's like you put $500,000 each year and it's supposed to grow. Hmm. And that's supposed to help a lot with retirement. Hmm. I, that's a very dumbed down version of what a Roth IRA is. And I'm sure some people are screaming, Ricky got some issues with how you explained <laughs> it. But that's how I understood it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so who knows what's going on there, little j Yes, but maybe we'll you'll start an able account soon. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he he he. I'm not able to do yet, bub. Oh. No, I love you. Oh. Yes, but <laughs> we need to find some disability side hustles. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I like that Nas song where he's like, "Why couldn't I be born to a lawyer or a doctor who left stocks for me?" Mm. But Nas is super rich, so he doesn't need to. He worry doesn't about need to worry stuff. about that. He made it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no dinner and dessert was just really really good last night it was amazing yes yes very good stuff there little jwo um oh yeah we gotta talk about the mary tyler moore shows we watched last uh yesterday before yes. um, we go on talk about it oh, oh i'm sorry Bubs. that's your stick babes i'm sorry Bubs. people expect it for you now gloves that was my knee. That wasn't my hand. I know, but you got to be mindful. Every time you hit the recording. I'm sorry. Oh, I will try next week because mm -hmm. it's been every episode for the last, like, 15. That was an accident. All right, but well, hold on. Okay. Mm -hmm. I forgive you. Okay. And I'm saying next week, if it's not your shtick, try to do at least one out of the three that we're going to do without hitting the recording. Okay. All right. It's not my shtick. Anyway. So uh, we're so we did a little bit of reading, which um, again my book is starting off kind of slow, but um, it's going uh, talking about how the the people that went to Paris are trying to figure out the language and why um, the seasons are masculine uh, pronouns and some other things are are feminine pronouns. Um, or feminine, feminine, the, I'm sorry, the, the, the objects are feminine. The seasons are masculine and some other things are feminine. The words are because of how it's conjugated. And then they're talking about the little children in France and how services in the hotels that were, they were staying at was really good. Mm -hmm. And this was of course back, um, in the 19th century. So I thought it was kind of interesting, but it's hopefully, like, it's like what? 1830 is where you're yeah, probably out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh, yeah just about. So um, I'm hoping it gets even more interesting. And you said it did. Yeah, you're starting to pick up. I think it's going to be one of those books for you that you slowly really appreciate. Okay, good. Yes. Okay. I read more about New Orleans history and, uh, you know, all that good jazz. We're, we're in a buddy which, bowl. And... Which New Orleans does have good jazz. Yeah. <laughs> known for good jazz. I also heard um, stories about... New Orleans being um, very like um, there's a lot of like corruptness in um, a lot of things like yeah 
uh, like I've heard that there's like like New Orleans has been known for like a witchcraft and was it witchcraft? Some people say that. Yeah, and then of course Mardi Gras is another thing. Um, th- that that's a part of New Orleans culture. But I also heard that that New Orleans is one of the most cor- cultured cities because of um, the jazz scene and also classical. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. And then Alana doesn't have a problem with commercials. So we oh, watched some in between segments it, of the Mary Tyler Moore. Why did show. you have to start with that one? Because I don't like commercials and I know that you don't I like I don't like show. commercials that much either, but I was hoping that it was going to have one commercial and it ended up having like four yeah, I honestly, babes, I don't get why people have Hulu now because of all the ads on it. Can we get on to the ads? Okay, <laughs> tell me. Talk about it and I'll tell you my thoughts on the following one. Okay. This the this was um episode, let's see, uh, season one, episode four. Fa- uh, four. Yes. yes. Season one, episode four. This one was about <laughs> this uh, divorced divorcee club that Rhoda wanted Mary to join with her because she said that you can get a free trip the, the these really um cool trips to Europe if better you luck join. next time yeah and, and, the, and the name of the group is called the better luck next time club yes <laughs> Mary and Rhoda go and they're thinking, well, you know, why don't you know, why don't we go there? We'll meet some cool people. There's some really weird people there. Uh like um Frances, whatever her name was, she's kind of weird and kooky, and mm-hmm. there's some other people there, and Dr. Udall leads out in the group and he's this creepy dentist who is really attracted to Mary's um teeth. Yep. And he nominates her to be the vice president of the club, even though it should have been his brother Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, he didn't get the nominator. Yeah. But I guess he was attracted to her smile. She really turned him on with her smile. Yeah, literally. So So somehow she ends up making an appointment with him because he she has to tell him what's going on. And she is in the dentist's chair and he she says, Look, look, this whole thing is a lie. I'm not even divorced. I've never been married. I'm single, and, and then he gets very upset, and he goes, I gave you the VP nominee, and it was supposed to go to my brother, Freddie. Oh. <laughs> go on, please. Okay, so they go back to the next meeting, and Mary has to basically confess. And, and then the, the the doctor comes up and says, I just said that you got back together with your husband. Yeah, that's right, right? yeah. Just but say that you got back together with your husband. She goes up on stage, and there's this panel, and then she's like, I can't lie. I was never married. Rhoda jumps up and says, shame on her. <laughs> but shame on her. It turns out that, like, there was only, like, two or three really divorced people in the entire group. Yeah, Dr. Udall and a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you guys want to start a club? <laughs> <laughs> That was a great episode. That was really good. I love that one. Yeah. And as we've established, I am not a fan of commercials. Yeah. So I'm torn. I want to watch another episode, but I cannot sit through ads like this. And I don't know what to say to Jayla. So I say, babes, 
do you mind if I search and see if this episode is on YouTube? And I said, okay. Yeah. Now, the first video we found was of the episode we just watched, mm -hmm. but the next one was of the following episode. Yeah. Okay. There is a man who comes to the newsroom, ex-football player named... Frank Corelli. Frank Corelli. And he's good friends, supposedly, with Lou Grant. Yep. But Lou Grant keeps calling him Frank Borelli, so yeah. apparently they're not that great. We get a sense that Lou probably knows Frank, but Frank thinks that their relationship is different than Lou does. Okay? Yep. Now, Frank is... Because he's an ex-football player, he definitely has some head injuries mm -hmm. and isn't thinking straight, yep. which I'm actually kind of surprised that they alluded to that so early on. Yep. But I'm glad that they did because it's a major issue now. Anyways, uh, Frank is also an insurance salesman. So he's trying to hit on Mary, wants to sell her some of his mm -hmm. insurance. She's yep. like, okay, I'm going to meet you tomorrow night. This is my address. Mm -hmm. Goes home. is putting curlers in Rhoda's hair. Mm -hmm. Phyllis comes over and does her Phyllis thing. Thing, yep. Then Frank comes over. He's like a day early. Phyllis and Rhoda leave, and he goes over, or is supposed to, the, his insurance policy, but something falls out, and it's like a scrapbook of his career or whatever, mm -hmm. and he says that he's looking for new work. And he really wants to become the new sportscaster for the TV station that Mary works for. Mm -hmm. So she vouches to him for, to Lou. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Lou basically explains to her, listen, I can't just give him a job. There's an audition process and there's a lot of good people who want this gig. But yeah. okay, he gets to audition. Yeah. Now. Frank is hiding under Mary's desk, comes out and explains to her that he's been working on a book by talking into a tape recorder for years. And it sounds very low budget. Yep. Plays yep. her some of the stuff. Then fast forward, she's in her apartment with Rhoda listening to it. And Rhoda's like, I don't know why you bother with this dude. Yep. Yep. You know, he's not that great. Yep. Rhoda gets up to leave. She's almost at the door. Mary's moving towards the kitchen, but the tape is still playing. And we hear Frank talk about how he was just dropped by his last team and he doesn't know what he's going to do with his life. And yeah. Rhoda's like, you got to help this man. And then you hear the dramatic, the dramatic music. music. Yeah. So we come back from commercial break and we actually don't because we're yeah, not because watching this no. on Hulu. Yeah. Right. And he's going in to audition. I don't know what all the characters' names are, but the bald head dude at the work who yeah. kind of works with Mary, the Gavin McLeod, I think, plays, uh -huh. is trying to convince Frank to read this copy that he wrote from. But yeah. Frank has this other idea of something else he wants to do for the audition, goes by it with Mary Tyler Moore, and she basically says, I don't know if this is going to be the right thing for your audition. Mm -hmm. Goes to do it. Um... Lou is talking to some dude named Timmy, mm -hmm. who Frank knows through football. Yep. And Timmy and Frank kind of shake hands. Yep. Timmy goes away, and Frank's about to go in for the audition, and Lou pulls him aside and basically says, hey, uh, listen, Frank, I got to tell you, things are kind of weird here, and it would actually be to your benefit if you don't get the job at the station. He's trying to let him off gently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Frank goes, and then Lou explains, you know, Timmy was really good. Yeah. I don't think that Frank's going to be able to be at that level. Right. Okay, so he does that. 
now we go back to Mary's place and Rhoda, Mary, and Frank are talking and I'm trying to figure out what are some things you can do with your life. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. He decides that he has just enough money to move to Florida. Yep. So he goes and Rhoda, Mary both move on with their lives. And then sometime later, Mary gets a audio cassette in the mail. Mm-hmm. And Rhoda is not sure if it's some sort of pornography or not. They put it in the tape recorder, and it turns out that Frank, Frank sent them a message basically saying that he's now working with kids. Yeah. They both get smiles on their faces. Oh, Frank's found out what he's good at after yeah. all. And then yeah. the episode ends. the end, yeah. Yes. So, so far in the series, yeah. and I know we're only five episodes in, this is the only one that I might say is not very good. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would go on to the next one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so... It has some funny stuff in it. I'm not going to lie. It did. It did. Like when he, um, when he's under Mary's desk and when he just shows up unannounced. And and his supposed friend keeps getting his name wrong. Borelli. Yes. <laughs> but they tried too hard to crowball, to crowbar the drama into it. So... I don't know about Rhoda, but Mary definitely knew that he was dropped by his last team and that he couldn't play football. Uh-huh. It's a little bit weird that they both have this visceral reaction when they're listening to the tape of him saying that he was fired for the last time uh-huh. from that world. Uh-huh. And, okay, these ladies aren't experts in career advice, right? They're not no, career no. counselors, but at the yeah. same time, Frank keeps talking about how much he loves football and that's why he wanted to be a sportscaster after his career ended. Nobody thought to say to him, Hey, what if you became a high school coach Mm -hmm. or saw if you could uh, coach football and a lower division team. Mm -hmm. And also how did Rhoda get roped in to helping Mary with this whole situation? This is really a Mary thing. Yeah. And Rhoda should have been gone from the episode after oh. they listened to the tape in her apartment where Frank yeah. is talking about getting dropped. Yeah, it wasn't like when they went to the divorce club and, yeah. and it was Rhoda's idea because Rhoda was, you know, she's one of those friends that would get Mary into weird situations. So I mean, Valerie Harper is great at, in the show, yeah. but she needed a smaller part in this episode. I would agree. Yeah. And actually, it would have made more sense to do more with Ed Asner uh-huh. because he knew Frank. Before yeah. this. Yeah, that would make more sense. Like, why does Mary have to be involved in it? Or why can't Ed be the one who helps her more instead of Rhoda? Yep. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, thumbs down for the episode, but we're still going to keep watching the show because yeah, we are enjoying it. It's really good. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we both found a show that we can both agree has some <laughs> really funny stuff in it. Yeah. I can't wait till we get to the funeral episode. When that one clown dies, I think. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about that only because it's been overhyped so much. You know what I mean? I don't know. But but it might be funny. I know that Robin Williams is in that episode. Is he? Yeah, it's like a year before Mork and Mindy, so he wasn't oh, wow. a star yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. He was a clown then? No, he's a guy named Morris, I think, like the cat. Oh. I, I saw a that. clip of it on the Today Show years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's just in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morris. Okay, Morris. Have you ever seen those? You remember those Nine Lives commercials? Yes. Morris the cat. Yeah. Morris. Morris. 
talking so, cat. We're still enjoying it. And we're going to keep watching and see what develops on that show. And also with Rhoda. And who knows, yeah. maybe one day we'll watch Lou Grant and Phyllis. But by then, we might move on to other stuff. I'm actually glad that we watched the Mary Tyler Moore documentary before the show. Because I I never really had an interest in watching her show. Yeah, me neither. But after the, doc- the documentary, I'm like, hmm, this might be interesting. That actually might be funny. And it was more you who took the lead on this show. But that got me interested in it. So Yeah, because I remember saying, you know what, I want, I'm going to... I think I'm going to watch the Mary Tyler Moore show and see if I like it. Yes. And then I said, oh, the episodes so far are really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. that um, we're both enjoying this together. Bobby. I am truly a little J. Whoa. How do you know I was going to say that? You do all the time. Okay. Why do you? Yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we watched a couple of movies. Yes, we did. Yes. We started off with Definition Please. Yes. And a lot and I disagree on this film. Yeah. I didn't I mean I didn't think it was bad necessarily, but this isn't like the film that I absolutely need to watch over again. Do you want me to give a brief overview? Um yes. Okay. Starts off it's two thousand five and this little girl who I think is around eight at this time. Lynn wins this national spelling bee. She gets some positive press for it. And she's like this academic star. She comes yeah, Monica. from Monica <laughs> comes from an Indian family. Fast forward to I'm guessing 2019, but I could be wrong. Yeah. She's now an adult, still living with her mom, who we, we is dying. That she's dying. At the beginning of the episode. We think uh, she's dying the, right now, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Monica does work in the community basically prepping kids for future spelling bees and academic achievement yeah. that type of thing that's yeah it sounds now, like it's her career she yeah. got a job working in pharmaceuticals i believe um it's supposed to be like uh i don't remember what it was she's we're, we're going to be doing medical, hosp- something. medical something at a yeah. hospital in cincinnati but she's currently uh, living in la supposed to be in cleveland cleveland i'm sorry that's yeah. four hours away from cincinnati yeah cleveland yes Anyways, but she doesn't know if she's going to accept the job. Her brother comes back to town, and he's a smart guy, but he isn't at the level as Monica is, at the same level. But he's really into fitness and all that stuff, and successful in his own right. But there's some underlining issues there. Yep, and yeah, there is. So Monica one night is hanging out at a bar with her friend when... A man who she used to go to school with comes in. His name is Richie. Richie Kim, yep. Yep, and they end up almost doing it until the brother interrupts them because they're in Richie's car outside of Monica's mom's place. And, and yeah. Richie comes out in his underwear with a baseball bat. I mean not Richie, the brother does. And and he and he says, You must you must you must um refer to me as Sir. The guy drives away. Yeah. And the brother thinks this is the funniest thing ever. Monica is super pissed at this. And honestly, I side with Monica on this one. I would be upset too, and I'm if if I was into that, and I would be very angry if it was my older brother. Honestly, babes, if that would have happened to me, I would have taken the baseball bat and broken my brother's legs right there. Like <laughs> seriously. His knees, yeah. Seriously, I would have done something like that. And I probably would have hit him hard enough to break the baseball bat. 
Ooh. Yeah, I would have been pissed. But anyways. Yeah, but you're not a woman. I'm not a woman. And I don't have an older brother, which I'm thankful for. He, as far as you know. I don't. We don't know that. Oh, all right. We know that for sure, babes. Give me a kiss now, okay? No. Okay, give me don't, a kiss. Don't make any wheel in a uh, Oh, I never would. Mm. What happened to my ear there, I table? I cute ear. Oh, thank like, you. Like cute ear. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Life keeps going on. There's this little girl named Pyle, which is an odd name. Who, That's a really weird name for an Indian girl. Yeah, Monica is helping kind of throughout the movie because the mom really wants Pyle to become a spelling bee champion. Yeah. Right? Also, Monica's mom, we hear, is doing bad health-wise and she's not responding to these treatments. Yeah. Right? But the family's together, they keep doing stuff, and I know I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit. There's a lot of things that happen. Right. But eventually it's found out that the reason there's so much tension between Monica and her brother Sonny is because Sonny has had some issues with bipolarism. Yep, and she's been, I think, um, who's been having the flash, I guess Sonny's been having the flashbacks. To their childhood. Bob And Baba is their father. They call him Baba and he just died like a year ago. Something like that. Yeah. So, one, we, now we find this out, there's a great dinner scene where they're cooking food and Sonny makes stall, but it doesn't have enough salt for the mom and he starts yep. to break down. Yep. But then there's like another scene where he's yelling at the mom and he pushes her. Yeah. They go to the doctor who basically says, your mom's fine. She has a mild concussion, but she should be okay. Yeah, there's no underlining health issues for somebody her age. Yeah. Now, they had already had a doctor come over to the house, but the doctor was a friend of the mom mm-hmm. who was willing to lie on behalf mm-hmm. of her, right? Okay. So that happens. There's more issues with Sunny and Monica, and eventually Monica tells him, listen, I can't have you in my life if you're not willing to take medication for your issues. Yeah, yeah. She gets together with Richie at her house. He, uh, Sonny comes in the next morning. Richie kind of freaks out and leaves. Mm. And Sonny takes some pills and says, I'll never forgive you for this. Yeah. He takes them. And then sl- it's 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 fast, but we get the implication is that the pills basically make him into a zombie. Yep. And... Monica doesn't know what to do with this. They go to therapy one day. There's no talking during the session. Eventually, Monica decides to take the job and she leaves to Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. That's basically the movie. Well, wait a minute. She does make up with Sunny before she leaves. She does. She does. Yes. A couple of scenes that I did like. Go ahead. Um, I did like the scene where... Um, the doctor tells them, why don't you do something nice for her? And they do this, like, kind of weird um, show Talent for show. her. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just weird. And and they sing this weird, her and the mom sing this weird song together. Mm-hmm. And and the brother's like, yeah, that really does sound like a child molester song. <laughs> <laughs> and then the brother and her are just bickering. And the mom's like, stop fighting. <laughs> and it, it was just, it was funny. Yeah. It was a funny uh, thing. Um. Yeah, there was some other. There were some things in the middle of that. Like we don't need to talk about the. Um, uh, we don't need to talk so much about the spelling bee. Um, but I personally think that it was 
there were good parts to it, but I I didn't really like it as much as you did. So is it Gone with the Wind or Raging Bull or Pulp Fiction? Absolutely not. But is it a very solid independent movie that I could see watching again at some point in the future? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's very believable to me. I like these characters. I completely bought into the family dynamic of this is how these people would probably act. Uh, now, granted, I have a lot of friends in Indian culture, but I'm I'm still an outsider. But it seemed, me as a white guy looking in, it seemed pretty authentic, and I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. What didn't you like about this movie? I don't know. It just didn't, it, it just, I don't know what it was. I mean, I, yes, like it's like what, I mean, it wasn't visceral, like Blue Velvet or mm -hmm. anything. It wasn't, like, it didn't give me, like, a weird, creepy feeling. It was just that... You know, it was just like about a family with some weird characters and it just didn't seem and it wasn't like it was unbelievable or anything. It just it just didn't seem like something I'd want to watch again. That's interesting. I don't know how to explain it. That's fair. You know, you know how some people just don't like a movie and they don't know why? Yeah. Or they don't like a movie as much as their friends do, but they don't know why. Mm -hmm. That's what it is with me. Yeah, I enjoyed this film. The Solid acting eight. Is good. The acting is really good. Yeah. I enjoyed the writing. It seems like if this was a studio film made now, it, it would have to be that the brother would be gay. And I kind of thought that's where they were going to go because there's a point where they do some spiritual ceremony. Yeah. Again, I am a dumb white guy, so I don't know. I know a little bit about Indian culture, but I don't know it that well. And yeah. it's I think it's for the passing of the dad. And people are talking afterwards yeah. And this girl is basically hitting on the Sonny. This is before we know about his bipolarism. Yeah. And he turns her down. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be some woke stuff where we find out that he's gay or transgender. Yeah. But they didn't do that. No, they didn't. They didn't go the easy route, which I appreciate. I was glad that, you know, because, you know, now what they'll do in movies is they'll have to make the girl a lesbian or something. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm glad that Monica and her friend Krista were not going anywhere near that. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a regular movie with... Um, uh, a girl with her mom and her brother and her dad who passed away and then she's got her best friend Krista. Yeah. So it wasn't like oh we gotta make this into a LGBTQ movie or whatever. And I'm glad it didn't go that way. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with those movies. It's just that it doesn't need to be in every film. Right? Exactly. Um, I, I enjoyed this. Solid 8 for me. Solid thumbs up. Again, not the best movie ever made, but a really good small independent film that I would recommend to my friends and I would watch again. And I give it I I give it at least a seven. It wasn't bad, it wasn't the best movie, but I'd at least give it a seven. I know your family is different from this, but you did come from an Asian family yes. who immigrated to the US before you were born. Yeah. Would you recommend it to your relatives? Oh, uh, they might like it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, some, some of my, it's hard to tell because some of my uh, family members like action movies or mm -hmm. they like love stories or, or whatever. So I don't know who would like it. Maybe they would, you know, it all depends. Yeah. I could tell them that, you know, that I liked parts of it, but it was my favorite movie, but you can watch it if you want. I don't know. Oh. 
And it's different because Indian families are different than Filipinos. Filipino families. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and just as much as Chinese families are different than Filipinos. And within the Indian community, one Indian family could be a lot different than another one. More some are you more know. traditional and yeah. others are not so traditional. Yeah. So yeah. It was good though. I enjoyed it. I think it's good. But uh yeah. I, I did think that I, I was actually really surprised that they weren't mad at the mom. When they found out that she was faking it the whole time. Yeah. You can make an argument that they should have been more mad at her. I see that. But I also see it like she's the patriarch of the family. Matriarch. And, yeah. Matriarch of the family. <laughs> yes. Not patriarch. Right. Right. So in that respect, the kids aren't going to go too far against the grain when it comes to criticizing their mom. Yeah, yeah, because it's the only um, parent they have left. Exactly, but if this was an American family, it would have been a whole different thing for me. Yeah, they wouldn't be very happy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. I did like the dynamics between the three of them. The mm -hmm. mom, the sister, the, the mom, the, the daughter, and the son. Yeah. And how um, they had names for each other, like like Sonny was Dada. I'm guessing that might be brother in Indian. I don't know. I don't in, know. Or Hindi. Hindi. And then... Um, Monica was Boonie, and that was her nickname. Boonie. Boonie. Yeah. Dada and Boonie. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I miss my big Dada. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I am a, I am still your big Dada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. There we go there, little Jewel. But, you know, um, I give it a seven, you give it an eight. Yep. It's still, it's still altogether, um, a good movie, but, um. And who knows, my family might watch it. Yeah, and it's just I liked it more than you do, but yeah. it's not the end of the world. In a thumbs up, thumbs down world, you'd still give it a thumbs up. At least one thumbs up, yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, then we got to get to Working Girls. I have a lot to say about this. This <laughs> is a thumbs up with some asterisks. Let's put it to that. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I wouldn't give it a thumbs up. Or a thumbs down with some asterisks. Yeah. Yeah. This was in 1986, I believe, or 1987, somewhere in that somewhere in that time frame. It's about three. So far, we start off with three main working girls: Molly, Gina, and um, and Dawn. And Dawn is the youngest one because she's in college. We're thinking probably in the movie she's probably in her twenties, or even late teens, or even late teens. Yeah, she's very young in the movie. Um. And they're living in this high-rise apartment, or, yeah, they're living in may, this... May I interrupt you? What? They're working okay, in they're, this... Yeah, whatever. They're working in a high-rise apartment. Thanks for interrupting me. Uh, but I asked you, and they weren't living there. Okay, they were okay, going I, there for work. I, I, sorry, I spoke, I spoke, uh, I spoke wrongly. That's okay. Or That's misspoke. Okay. So they're working in this high-rise apartment, um, at this, um, high-price call girl service and i guess back then they were called working girls um they're may i interrupt you again what it's not really a high price call girl service. okay whatever just let me go on with the story because okay? usually with a high price call girl service you'll go to girl for an entire night it's not just men coming in and out and some okay okay and okay. it'll be more like the girlfriend all right all, all right, right, all right. I... yeah but you have to give me a kiss first mm -hmm. so that you understand where i'm coming from. I... It's give me a kiss, babes. That's all I ask. So you understand where I'm coming from. Give me a real kiss. Mm. This is why you get in trouble with Gable. Oh. Okay, sorry. You hit my that, head. That is not 
That's not something I tried to. I was trying to do. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry. Okay, I'm calm down now. Um, okay, so it wasn't a high price call girl service. I don't know anything about that world because I've never been one. But so Molly, Gina, and Don are just going day to day, and they're getting these regular guys like Bob and. There are some other weirdos like Fantasy Fred. Yabba-dabba-doo. Yabba-dabba-doo. Don, it seems like Don should not have been working there in the first place because she hates the customers. She won't even kiss them because that's what they're looking for, not just sex, but, you know, kind of an you know an intimate session, mm-hmm. which pretty much, and, and I'm just guessing, a lot of these call girls, a lot of these uh a lot of um, places of prostitution, they pretty much do everything. Whether it's a show for them to see or whether it's just attention um, from one of them or two of them even. And they want to have their fantasies fulfilled, especially Fantasy Fred, which we'll get to in a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I should mention him now. He had this fantasy of <laughs> Molly being a blind girl and somehow trying to figure out how to see. And he's the one who makes her see uh, by giving her her first sexual experience. Yeah, he was like a doctor. doctor. She had just gone blind. And he, as a doctor, realized it's because he never had sex before. <laughs> wow. That's kind of a weird premise, but okay. Yeah. And then at the end of the session, he's like, I'm glad you can see again. <laughs> and she says, I'm glad I can see too. <laughs> I had to laugh at them. Like, Are you serious? Are you serious? And then there was Bob, and he was like, well, I'm going to be gone. He's like, well, how long are you going to be gone for? Oh, I'm going to be gone for a week, but I should be back. Yeah. Then, uh, so Lucy is supposed to be their madam. Mm-hmm. She's trying to treat this service as more like a dating service than... Um, a house of prostitution. Why well, it's say more like a legitimate business. Like a legitimate business. Yeah. And so she's kind of prim and proper. She wants the house to be clean. She wants the girls to pull their own weight as if they live there, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they're thinking that she's trying to be the, the mother hen of... Um, the mother hen and she's... And they're her chicks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and my and Lucy's seeing a guy named Miles, except Miles is married, so that so you know she's keeping him as her boyfriend, even though she's his mistress, and most likely she'll she'll never be married to him. Um, and so she's out on dates, and she's you know um, she has a financial advisor, and she's trying to get Molly and other people to do a lot of her errands or. Um, you know, having people stay extra shifts and she hires a, this, this one girl, Debbie goes in the first, uh, uh, comes to the thing and she's trying to learn the ropes and this girl, Mary, she hires her, but she's only there for a day yep. because she has a child and. No, I thought so I, it was a Debbie, the one with the kid. Mary. Oh, okay. For Mary some was reason, talking was to her child and she said, you never told us about that you had a child. Mm. So I'm guessing she wants to hire a single uh, women or, or at, at least, least women that don't have children. Yeah, or at least people who aren't talking about it during work. Ma, so Molly had some lady living with her named Diane. Don't know if they're together. They are. She mentions it oh. early in the movie. 
Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. It's implied that they're together. She says that she has a girlfriend named Diane. Okay. Yes. Okay, but she's sleeping with men. Yeah. yeah. But Diane, I don't believe, knows that um, your girl Molly is a working girl. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we, and we don't see Diane. She's just on the phone. She's on the phone? She talks to Molly on the phone. Okay. We don't see her. We do see her. You didn't, but she's, oh. uh, Molly is in bed with Diane, I think at the beginning and the end of the movie. Oh, when, when, when she's, um, you see a girl, uh, sleeping? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said she was a guy. I, I, well, I thought that Molly might have been a guy because of the haircut, because oh. it's very short cut. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so that's going on. Um, there's a guy named Paul who is a regular and she is getting physical with Paul and Paul's like, can I see you regularly on the outside? It sounded to me like he wanted her as his real girlfriend or Something at weird. least to service him regularly without being, uh, without making an appointment. Yeah. And Paul is a jazz musician the whole night. Yeah. Yes. So, and she says, I don't think I can do that. Elliot, this other guy, Elliot, who's kind of weird too, wants to see her regularly. And she's like, I don't know about that. And he's really intelligent. Yeah. And she also sleeps with the, um, what's her name's financial advisor? Joseph. Yeah. And <laughs> it was very odd because they were seeing some things in the room and, you know, and it, it's, you know, I'm thinking, do they really talk to each other like that? Mm -hmm. And then Molly, you find out Molly admits that the, the girls have really faked it with the guys because they want to get out of it sooner. Yeah. And of course you don't know that, you know, you don't, you, you, they, they're telling you this, um, towards the end of the movie. Well, I mean, I was and just assuming it. I was assuming they did too, because even Don didn't want to kiss the guys. Right. Don, uh, towards like in the middle of the movie, Don leaves and she doesn't come back. And it, it was also the end of her ship, so you don't see her. You don't see her anymore. Mm -hmm. So this movie takes place pretty much over the course of one day. Yep. In the life of a call girl. Yep, and uh, it seems to just take place at this apartment. For the most part, the at most one part. point, Molly does go out and run some errands and whatnot, mm -hmm. and then comes back. Yep. Yes. So, so yeah, that was very interesting. And then all in that one day, towards the end of the movie, she decides. You know what? I'm leaving. I'm not coming back, Lucy. And she's yes. like, "Wait a minute! I can't use you. I can't lose you. You're like one of my best girls. You can't go." And she just leaves, and she buys groceries and takes it to her apartment. Yes. So I guess Diane will never find out. Oh. Unless she tells her. Or Diane runs into one of the call girls on the street, or Lu Diane runs into Lucy when she's with Molly, and Lucy says something. Something like that, yeah. Yes. This is an odd movie. It's very weird. The acting is bad. Not by everybody. The acting, let me just say, the acting is very inconsistent. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, there's some bad acting in this movie. It's very low budget. It sounds like even the, even the music is just awful. Yeah. The, very 80s. The scripts, it has some good stuff in there, but there's things that didn't work for either of us. Yeah. There's... But it's also a fun film in some ways. And um, a lot of the women in this movie seem a lot older yes. than they're supposed to be. Like some of them have, 
you could probably, I would imagine if I were able to see these women, they would probably be mostly middle-aged. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah, except for Dawn. Yeah, Dawn is, felt like a teenager. And Molly is a Yale graduate, and she had two degrees. Yep. But she's still working as a call girl. Right. It didn't make any sense. Like, why would you do that? So parts of this movie feel very unbelievable because yeah. of the script and some of the actors in the movie. But again, there are things I enjoyed about it, and you did as well. Yeah, it's just the, the, there's some parts that are clearly really corny, and you have to laugh at it, like yeah. like what they're saying to each other in the back, you know, in the in upstairs while they're um, while they're with their clients. It's just weird. Um, you see a little yeah. bit of bush. Oh, a little uh, bit. You see some breasts. I don't know if I'd recommend it or not. I. I I don't know if I'm thumbs up or thumbs down, but either way, it's very close. I didn't like it. I thought it was, you know, a, either a week seven or even a six. On IMDb, it has a 6.7. Yeah. And I'd probably give it that. So I guess a yeah. mild thumbs up. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm not going to revisit this movie. At least I don't think I will. No. Maybe I'm... Gertrude will want to watch it. I'm not sure. Gertrude? Yeah. There's no Gertrude. The girl I'm cheating on. Oh, what does she look like? Is she, she looks a... like Gertrude. Whoa. We will not be talking about her is she, uh, right now. Is she a middle We will not age? be talking about her right now. Bubs? Yes. Is she a, is she a granny um, call girl? We will not be talking about Gertrude right now. Oh but anyways, unless Gertrude wants to see it, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to watch it again. There is no Gertrude or oh, Agnes. Okay. Or Fanny. Okay. Is there a Fanny I don't know about? I don't think so. The Ajiro Fanny? Oh. But yeah, it was there were just some funny things that we were laughing at. I'm like, are you sure? Are you serious that they're putting us in the movie? <laughs> right. The the music was just so 80s, and the 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 guy seemed really old. At one point, this guy comes in who they were kind of dissing like a second earlier, and he starts telling dad jokes about hookers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Larry or something. Something like that. Larry or Frank or Or something. whatever it was. It might have been Frank. I don't know. And it yeah. was just really bad jokes. <laughs> yeah. And it, it clearly, it, it it seemed like the morale was so low at that right. apartment. Like, okay, well, this is a last resort. I got to do something. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, And then that one, and then the, remember that one scene where um, Mary, or, or not Mary, um, the one lady was tying up the phones. It might have been Mary. Yeah. Vaguely. And she was, one of the ladies was talking to that guy, Doug. And he's like, well, where do you want to meet me? Uh, one o'clock? Okay. And the phones were just tied. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I would recommend it. No. I can't see you telling your family to watch this movie. I don't mm -hmm. think that's going to happen. No, I just... It's almost as, well, actually, Fat City is worse in this movie. Fat City is worse. This yeah. movie, it had some good stuff in it. Yeah. Yes. I don't, I, I don't know. It made yeah. us laugh. It did make us laugh because it was just so corny. It yeah. was just so bad, it was funny. <laughs> it was just really bad, it was funny. Like, I remember that one scene where she was Joseph, the uh, financial advisor, mm -hmm. and she's like, I'm in your power. I uh, I don't have any power anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So that's the movie Working Girls. Is there anything else you want to say about it? Um. 
I wonder if these women are still around. I don't know. It is odd that they did a movie called Working Girl like a year later. Yeah, and this is the one with them. Um, it's supposed to be a comedy with um, Melanie Griffith. And Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yes. But we didn't watch that one. <laughs> I heard of that one, but I didn't, I've never heard of this one. Yeah. It was, it wasn't. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so without going into the details, before the movie started and after we eat, you decided to call your mom. Yeah. And we were not going to say what was discussed. No. But... I'm thinking, okay, Alana's going into the bedroom, and I go into the bathroom to wash up a little bit and come out, and I see, oh, that's weird. Alana's turning her light on. Oh, that's weird. Alana's coming into the living room, and she's like, I got my mom on video call. Hey, hi, Bob. <laughs> I feel like a little bit, like, bloated and not ready to oh. talk. So I'm kind of in the background and trying to move away. And at one point, Alana's like, oh, Bob, come over here. And I'm just like, uh, I'm moving some stuff around, babes. Oh, were you? No. Oh. <laughs> Moving what around? I don't know. <laughs> Moving what around? When you said you were going to call your mom, I just thought you meant on the phone, not like video chat. Yeah, uh, but sometimes she calls me. And I forgot to tell you that. Sorry. Yes, that's she, sometimes she'll call me on video. I'll just let you know now. Sometimes she will call me on video chat because she wants to see me. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, I would just say that my camera isn't working or I don't know how to use it but oh, that's oh. what I will do, babes. No, 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 no. I won't, you know. If I'm alone, yeah, I mean, she'll be on video, but it's, I don't know. I just, I just didn't know that you were doing that. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, there, there's some, I'll just say that there was some stuff discussed that um, you may have heard, but hopefully you didn't hear too much. Okay, I'm not going to say what it is, but at one point, Alana's mom says something that I guess is kind of a family secret. So Alana goes into the living or to the bedroom and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then she comes back out and says, we're done talking. And I say, how is it? And she says, I can't talk about it. And I tell her the secret because obviously I heard it because Alana was only like five feet away when her mom said it. And Alana's like, forget it. So I said, so how's this person doing? <laughs> I love my mom very much, as you know, but yes. there are times where she'll say something and she'll forget that, oh yeah, I'm, 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 I, maybe I shouldn't have said it. Yes. And maybe I should tell her next time, oh, by the way, just, you know, just remember you're on video and, uh, we're still in the living room. So whatever you have to say, don't say it right now. And Gertrude might be watching us too. Don't tell her about it. She'll be like, who's Gertrude? Yeah. I don't know any Gertrude. Okay. You must have met her at the nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, babes. Oh, my goodness. Is there anything else you want to say either about your call with your mom or just life in general? No. I'm I'm really excited. We are going to go see the Jeffersons live A lot of hyped about this. I am because I... Now, I haven't seen a lot of Jeffersons episodes, but what I did see, I did like. And I thought that Sherman Hemsley and Isabel Sanford had great chemistry. Yes. Isabel Sanford, of course, was, you said, 20 years older than Sherman Hemsley. Something like that, yeah. And Sherman Hemsley is, you know, was, was very successful on TV. He was. Yeah. And well, and Isabel Sanford seemed like a nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, George. Yeah. <laughs> George. George. Yeah. Good stuff. And I'm, congratulations to Sherman Hemsley for dating a woman that was 20 years older than him. For marrying a woman who was 20 years older than him and having a son. Yeah, and then Lionel. remembering her when he became rich. Mm. 
Helmsley. Hemsley. Hemsley. Not Helmsley. That's okay. I thought it was Helmsley too, but it's Hemsley. Nice. Yeah. But, um, and, and, uh, a good, uh, job with him playing, uh, Judge Robertson on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and yes. eating, uh, eating, uh, Philip's pie. I think we talked about that on Friday. I know. Yes. It was good. Yes. Pie? Yes. Uh, no thanks, Judge. Pie. I just thought it was funny that he would just go to, through someone's refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff there, little Jewel. So we are going to have fun um, at the park. Yes. Oh, real quick. I did have a dream. Yes, go ahead. And it was very bizarre. I was not only being evicted from my place, where in the dream I lived with a bunch of other people, but there the government was against me and trying to have me arrested. So I'm hiding in what used to be my bedroom, hopefully, that nobody searches for me and I take out I'm guessing my cell phone I'm, I'm hiding under the covers the lights are on mm -hmm. and I'm watching the local news to see if there's any mention of me then I watch the national news for the same reason then it goes back to the local news and they're doing a perspective a retrospective on this one anchor's career and they're not talking about me at all then I wake up <laughs> yeah that's Thank you, there, Jay Wolf Honey. What? Thank you, there, Jay Wolf Honey. Oh, I just funny. <laughs> All right, babes, is there anything else you want to discuss, or should we wrap it up? Above? Uh, yeah. How do you have to talk life yet? I don't know. Time to feel you it. asked me to right before. No, I didn't. Okay, I thought you did. Mm. What do you think? Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, we talked about a lot. There we go, there, Jay Wolf. We did talk about a lot. Yes, there we go. Uh, so. We will just wrap it up. Give me a kiss. Oh, okay. All right. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.